is as breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I'm here to help facilitate your journey of hope as the hope train is continuing down the tracks. I ended up in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I met this phenomenal woman of God, none other than Vanessa Miller Pierce. Stay tuned for a powerful episode of Think Hope Podcast. And don't forget, train your brain to think hope. On today's podcast, I'm so excited because I have a special interview that I'll share that I did with author Vanessa Miller Pierce, and she is the prolific author, uh, writer of Christian fiction books, and uh, she has a new release coming out entitled Something Good in March of 2022, but I attended the Christian Book Lovers Retreat Conference in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I presented the Practice of Hopeology in one of the presentations, uh, workshops there, and it was so powerful until the response was phenomenal, including what Miss Pierce was able to receive. And, uh, and there was a divine connection that, that was made. So the Lord told me to speak with her a little further. And, uh, and I'm glad I did because I found out so much about this woman of God. And now you'll also hear that she is going to be a recipient of the Hopi Award, Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment, coming up in April, which is the National Month of Hope, uh, and when we give out our Hopi Awards, that this, this phenomenal woman of God will be receiving one, and you will hear why during the interview that I had with her. So stay tuned. But before we get to that, I'd like to share a hope thought. Yes, I shared the hope thoughts uh, that were coming out. And I'm, I'm happy to say that now all 40 of the hope thoughts are here and available for you to go to the website, practiceofhopology.com, and you can purchase all of them. Also, I have USBs with all of the hope thoughts on them where you can actually just listen to them in your car on your computer and there's one for each day for 40 days but i don't know if you're like me i just like to (laughs) listen to them you know back to back as one goes off i'm ready for another one but anyway um and all of the proceeds go directly to mothers in crisis so we're going to start off today with a hope thought and then we're going to get right into the interview that i did with vanessa miller pierce a wonderful woman of God and an author that you really need to hear about because she's doing great things. So let's just get started here. Day one, and it's entitled, Laughter is the Sound of Hope. I'm hopologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to share a hope thought with you today, taken from my book, As long as there's breath in your body, there is still hope. And my Practice of Hopeology booklet. Learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today. Guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Laughter (laughs) is the sound of hope. Laughter (laughs) is the sound of hope. (laughs) Laughter (laughs) is the sound of hope. Think about it. Whenever you hear 
the sound of laughter. Especially when it is joyful, uninhibited, free-flowing. It brings a sense of hope. Laughter is the sound of hope. Laugh today. Think of something that brings you joy. Think of a joke that tickles you from the inside out. Laugh with, not at, someone. I'm reminded of the account of scripture in the book of Genesis when Abraham and Sarah were first told that they would be with child. They were very old already and Sarah laughed. <laughs> she was eavesdropping on the conversation that Abraham was having with the Lord personified. She heard that she would be with child even though she was past childbearing. She laughed. <laughs> the Lord called her out on it and she denied that she laughed. But he said, yes, you did laugh. As a matter of fact, Abraham himself fell down, face down, and he laughed when he first heard and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of ninety? Well, sure enough, the Lord had the last laugh, and he was gracious to Sarah, and she had a son, and they named him Isaac, which means he laughs. <laughs> Imagine laughter in the midst of all the things that they had to go through in order for this promised child to come. But in the end, Sarah was able to laugh and have others to laugh with her, not at her. Every time they called Isaac by name, they were reminded of laughter, the importance of laughter when it comes to hope. Imagine waiting on a blessing to come, looking, praying, crying, and your heart may be sick because hope deferred makes the heart sick. I know I've been there before. If you're there now, there is a place right here, right now, to laugh at the absurdity to think that it is going to come to pass. <laughs> really? Now? Yes. Laughter is the sound of hope. And when you're done laughing and you see your promise come to pass and everyone else sees it as well, that's when it'll be time for a gut-wrenching belly laugh of joy because laughter is the sound of hope. Laugh today. You may say, there's nothing funny about what I'm going through. And you are right. You are going through. You are going to make it on the other side of this. So look in the mirror. Look at your face. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you're like me, you'll find something that is funny. Allow your ears to hear that sound of joy and know that weeping might endure for the night, but joy is coming in the morning. So give it a little jump start today by laughing. <laughs> it's going to be all right. You're going to make it. I'm Dr. Rosalind White Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved 
with the Hope Campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to practiceofhopology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. Okay, I am here today with Vanessa Miller. And uh, Vanessa, I I looked at some of the information that you have, and I also see Pierce. So is that a is that a new addition? Yes, I am. Uh, Pierce is my married name. I write under Vanessa Miller because I have been writing a, a long time, and I've been married now for four, almost five years. And so, so <laughs> well, congratulations. Yes. Yeah, so if I do anthologies, I put my my whole name on it, Vanessa Miller Pierce, but my readers know me with my fiction as Vanessa Miller, so I, I have kept it like that. Okay, okay, well, great. That that explains that, which I probably could un- uh, knew, but I just wanted to make sure, uh, having been married recently seven years now. And, okay. Uh, yeah, so my husband's last name is Lewis, so that is the last name that I've taken but not officially because everything that I've been doing over the years is Tompkins so correct uh, yeah so I kind of run into the same thing from time to time but I just want to say congratulations on another successful Christian book lovers retreat conference um, that uh, I was able to participate in this year with you and the rest of the team and, and just women from everywhere uh, in for the 2021 event. And uh, just congratulations. It, it really was something that was well put together, was done with a spirit of excellence, and I believe everyone that was there was blessed. Thank you so much for saying that. We really work hard um, to put the retreat together. And so it means a lot when when people take notice of that. And so uh, we don't take it lightly. We know that this is a ministry. Uh, this yes. is something that, you know, we're, when we bring people into the retreat, we're, we're trying to show them God in action, God's love. For his people and so um and we and we do a lot of that with with usually with a great big old hug so it's the pandemic year so so we have to do a bunch <laughs> of elbows now and um, yeah <laughs> it's, well it's you guys really way. really stuck to that to that um to that protocol to make sure that everyone was safe and everything was sanitized so it, it was uh about how many people attended this year we had about 130 people. Um, we were down about a third of what our normal um, crowd is. But my goal is 500 um, uh, people, and so we we thought we were going to be there in 2020 um, after we had close to 400 in 2019. But then the pandemic hit. And so we we did virtual in 2020, and this year we decided we were going to do in person, but we could not try to have the the same normal amount of right. people because we wanted to be able to have um, distance and things like that. And it was important to me that we we held up with those safety protocols because you know people who wanted to come and you know and they. Some come just because they, they know um, we're going to try our best to make sure they have a good time, but we don't want them having a good time and going home with COVID. Right, and so, right. So it was important to us that, you know, we we made sure that we took care of everything that was in our um, um possible everything that we could possibly do right to right. To, um, to make them safe that, that's what we wanted to do and that was just important you know we want everybody to be safe we don't want to take it take it for granted right well mission accomplished uh, on that <laughs> note <laughs> so Amen. you are you are the founder 
of the Christian Book Lovers Retreat? Yes. 2016 uh, is when we start, had our first Christian Book Lovers Retreat, and it actually happened because I was in a car accident in early part of 2016, oh. and I broke my I broke my ankle. And I couldn't travel, oh, no. and I, yeah, but I was used to always going um, to book clubs. I would go and uh-huh. meet them wherever they were, you know, so we could discuss my books. And I was in my house one day. It was now. See, I'm from Ohio, but we were living in Charlotte at this time uh-huh. um, when I broke my ankle. And so I'm I'm in my um, room having a pity party because. After getting in the accident, I started having panic attacks. Now, my accident was just on a regular road, but the funniest thing was when I would get on the highway is when uh-huh. I would have panic attacks. And so I was like, well, now I can't even travel. Well, And thank God, God has delivered me from that. I still have a little nervousness, like if I see a car coming head, mm-hmm. like, you know, head on towards me. Yes. Um, because the accident was head on. Um, the guy oh, dropped his oh. cell phone and then bent down to pick it up and, and just hit me. <laughs> wow. So, so, but God, thankfully, um, I, I was able to get through that. And now I am able to drive on the highway again. But at that particular time, I was in my room and I'm like, now I can't even go see my the book club. And my daughter was like, well, why don't you just bring them here? And I said, I can do that. <laughs> and wow. so she got me to thinking about that. And I said, yeah, why don't we? So I, so I just got online and I said, hey, you guys, I'm thinking about having a, a retreat. Would, you, would y'all would come? And they uh-huh. were like, we sure would. <laughs> so, wow. so that's how the first one was, was birthed. And so... We just got in there, and, and the first one, it was, you know, we really was feeling our way through because that was the uh-huh. first time I'd ever <laughs> done a retreat like that. And wow. Except for, except for I was over our singles ministry at my church in Ohio, and I did, like, a retreat for our singles. That was the first time I had did, did that, and that would have been many years ago. And so I kind of mm-hmm. leaned on that experience to put this one together. But God has been growing it and showing us stuff day by day, and every year we we are doing something, something you know different, and something uh-huh. that just you know makes it even you know we we definitely wanted to come off as as professional and polished as possible. We're not always able to accomplish that on each point because you know certain things get in the way, but that is our goal. Yes, I, I understand how that works. Uh, because what's in your power to do so, but uh, like I said, it was it was really a, a wonderful experience as this was my first one. Now, what is your mission for the Christian Book Lovers Retreat? Um, hold on one second. Our mission at the Christian Book Lovers Retreat is, is uh, it says at the Christian Book Lovers Retreat, we inspire God's people to live their best life now, and that's. Um, when we say live your best life now, um, it is important to us that that we learn to laugh, that we that we that we learn to to understand how how good it is to praise God and to be in the moment of of praising Him and and what that does for you as an as an individual. Um, we believe that. You know, a lot of times women, we are so busy going, doing, we're doing for everybody but ourselves. And so that's another reason why we have craft um, projects. We want we want you to come and have hands-on activities. And we do a craft project. Um, we, we've done paint parties. Um, this year it was journal a journal-making party. Uh, we do, and we also we we do some type of pampering for the women, but we couldn't do it this year because we didn't want anybody up on them so close. <laughs> and right. So, so so we had to let that part go. 
but the women are used to that as well. And so it's an all-inclusive retreat. Once they pay their money, everything that we bring into the to the retreat is provided for them because we want them to feel loved on, lavished on. And that's what it's about. It's, it's um, just it's a retreat that is um, a refreshing respite to recharge, edify, and uplift um, our readers and believers. And that's what we are about. And and how do you how do you get your your members or the people the participants uh, to come? Because you have quite a bit, uh, quite a big following now. Well, uh, well, I, I'll tell you, we have more people than what what you saw there. Uh, and and mm-hmm. the, here's my, I, I, here's how I felt about this when I put this together because of years of going out to other um, conferences that were supposed to be where um, authors could you know sell books to to readers, and then what you found when you got there, it was mostly authors sitting at tables and there were um, no readers or hardly any readers. And right. so I said, well, if I'm going to put this together, I want to to do something where it's about the reader. And so, and I, and, and I really felt like, and, and I, I really believe God just gave it to me because um, I felt like if we make it about the reader, then the reader will come. And, you know, uh-huh. then the authors, the authors will come because the readers are coming. If the authors know, okay, you really are planning an event where, and we cap it off at 50 authors. We don't just say, okay, we're going to just keep taking authors' money, and we know we don't have readers. <laughs> we, don't, we don't do that because I'm an author myself, and I know uh-huh. how important it is um, to, to have readers at an event if you're if you're going to attend and so the 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 pajama party the pampering parties that we do the the craft parties that we do even the theme parties um like the 20s and things like that all of that is really designed just to make the readers happy and and what i've told them um before um, the Christian Book Lovers Retreat is like a one big thank you from authors to readers. And so oh, we, have, yes. we have authors that will, um, the authors do workshops and things like that. And it's all designed to edify and uplift the readers. Um, and of course, the authors who are sitting in there as well at the time when a certain event is going on. But it's designed um, just to uplift our readers and to thank them because they don't have to read our books. They don't have to come in and purchase our books. And so we want to we want to show gratitude for that. And that's that's just how it's been designed. It's not. And we'll have a lot of times we'll have writers that will say, well, we want to come in and we want to do writer workshops. And I tell them, I said, you don't understand. The Christian Book Lovers Retreat is about the reader. <laughs> yes, and so, that's great. That is great, right. and that's so we, different. So, yes, and so what we do, because um, and the authors, I think, don't seem to understand, especially when they um, tell me they want to do the authors' workshop, is that they they don't understand that it's that reader that is going to build your career. Mm-hmm. And so, and um, a lot of times they don't understand when we say, well, we only have one book fair and it's on Saturday. They don't understand also about networking. And so, and I tell them, if you get in there and you meet the, the readers and you talk with them during the weekend, they will come to your table on that yes. Saturday. You yes. know, they will, they will support because now you've made a connection. And so, and so, so it's also even though it's about the reader, but it's also about helping to teach authors about uh-huh. how to to grow their their business. So we want, you know, I, you know, I'm I'm in my fifties now, and so I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna live forever, but I but I do pray, hope and pray God keeps me here a good long time. Yeah. So, but but I also believe my goal. As a as a Christian, because I I'm say I'm a Christian author. Uh-huh. So this this is not been 
um, a stingy gospel. This is a gospel that I want shared. And so yes. that means that means then I have to help grow other authors and teach them what they need to do um, in this business to stay re- to stay relevant because I want them relevant and I want mm-hmm. this gospel preached all over the world. And so we we've done um, we've done virtual events for our authors. Which is, uh-huh. you know, then then we do like training for them, and we've done where we brought in editors from publishing houses so that the authors could, you know, try to get contracts from them, and you know, and people have said to me like I had just got a contract with Thomas Nelson, and uh-huh. right away I asked them to come to the. Um, virtual retreat to meet the other authors and they're like why would you do that um because you know they're like your foot isn't all that um in the door um but see i don't look at it like that Mm -hmm. i look at it like you know if i believe in this gospel Mm -hmm. i want i want other um african-american authors who want to write um, Christian fiction, I want them to have the opportunity as well. And so, and I know one person did just get a deal and um, with the publisher that I'm, that I'm with, and, um, and a couple other ones got deals with some of the other publishers who came. And so, so we're just going to keep on letting publishers know that we're out here uh-huh. and that, you know, because that, you know, this thing ebbs and flows. Sometimes, you know, publishers are just eager to work with African-American authors, and then sometimes it's like, oh, well, we can't find an audience for your books. No, we have an audience because we have right. readers. Yeah. And so we yeah. have, and I believe that the Christian Book Lovers Retreat is also going to grow to the point where it, it makes the publishers take notice uh, uh-huh. and, and begin to take in those those authors so that we have more books um, from Christian um, writers that we can put on the table. And um, I've, I've been to events that, that were um, not African-American events where publishers have sent in so many books from so many different writers because they have so many. You know, most of the books that we were giving away um, after the Harlequin books were my books. Um, so, so, but that is not always going to be the case. Right, right. And so that is why we're working hard to get more people, more African-American um, Christian writers published. That's uh-huh. what, that is one of our goals at the, retreat, at the Christian Book Lovers Retreat. Well, that's a, that's a wonderful goal. It's definitely needed. So I applaud you on that wise as well. And as you mentioned, you are an author. Now it's time for a break where we will have a hope thought for you to think about and help you to become more hopeful. And this hope thought is taken from day nine and it is entitled, Watch Out for the Hope Killers. After this Hope Thought, we'll be back for the next part of the interview that I did with Christian author Vanessa Miller. So stay tuned. I'm Hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to share a Hope Thought with you today. Taken from my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, there is still hope and my practice of hopeology booklet learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope join me now for your hope shot for today watch out for the hope killers There are those who don't like hope, who when they see that you are peddling this hope 
or you are a hopeful person, you're thinking hope and speaking hope, they will try to dash cold water upon your spark and your fire of hope. And they'll say things to bring you down or make you feel badly about believing that things will get better. They'll say things like, I don't believe in all that positive thinking or that's just wishful thinking. I've even heard people call hope cursed because they have felt that hope let them down. That when they hoped, it did not happen. It did not come. And as the Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And some people are sick in their hearts. Therefore, the moment they get us an inkling that you're speaking from a hopeful place, they will try to kill it. Hope killers are those who try their best to shoot down your hope, to make you feel badly about having hope. Hope killers are negative people. You may say, tomorrow is going to be better. And they may say, tomorrow will be just as it was today. That's why you have to watch and be sensitive in your spirit to hope killers. Because sometimes they may be in your family. They may be your closest friends. They may be your spouse. They may be on your job. But you can tell if you leave them feeling down. If you come feeling hopeful. Feeling like you can do it. And by the time you leave their presence, you're feeling down. You're holding your head down. And you're thinking, I can't do it. Just know that's a hope killer. And if you choose to hang around hope killers, you'll find yourself in a war to hold on to hope. And so many times you'll lose that war because they are relentless. Therefore, sometimes you have to rebuke them and say, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to have hope. I don't need to know any more negative news or facts, or gossip, I choose to believe that things are going to get better. And one of the things that I found is that when you do that, even if the circumstances don't get better, you get better in the circumstances, and you're better able to handle whatever comes your way. But we have to watch out for the hope killers. It says in the book of 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, in the 8th verse, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We have to resist him, steadfast in the faith. And that's one of the things that hope helps you to do. When you watch out for the hope killers and you hold on to hope even in the midst of negativity, it allows you to stand and to be victorious. Because it's only the enemy that wants to steal your hope. It's his job to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy you by getting you in that place of depression and despair. So that you cannot try. So that you cannot do the things that you were placed here, created to do your purpose, your destiny. So watch out for the hope killers. And when you see them, go the other way. I guarantee you, you won't regret it. And also, make sure that you don't become a hope killer. And you can do that. By always keeping hope, watching, praying, and staying in a hopeful place. I'm Dr. Rosalind White Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, 
please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to practiceofhopology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. Yes, we have to watch out for the hope killers and make sure that we aren't hope killers. And I thank God for my guest, Vanessa Miller-Pierce, who is definitely not a hope killer, but a hope giver. Let's get back to this powerful interview. Enjoy. As you mentioned, you are an author, and I would say a prolific author, how many books have you written and published? Yes, I have 50 books published. And, wow. um, and and my 51st book will be out next year, March the 8th. And that title, if you don't mind mentioning it, um, yes. is, is, is Something Good. And it okay. is my first release with Thomas Nelson HarperCollins. Wow, congratulations. Yes, I mean, I am excited about it. Something Good is my book that I plan to make the USA Today bestsellers list with. And your um, speech on Hopeology has given me um, the ability to just keep saying that out loud. And I'm I'm hopeful of that. And I'm not letting anything take my hope away, thanks to your... um, your presentation thank you so much <laughs> well you're quite welcome and i'm i'm excited to hear that and we certainly will be lifting you up in prayer so tell us a little a bit about something good what what is the book about something good is my book that is i am doing women's fiction um which is inspirational women's fiction with something good and it is about three women you have trish marquita and alexis and these women are are very different but they but they find a way they find their way to friendship in and it becomes and it's based on a tragedy that happens in the book and it brings these three women together and they discover how God is able to turn, to make something good out of the tragedy that happened. And so wow. I, I just, each one of these women are just, they will steal your heart. They are, they are meant to, as you, as you read their stories, uh-huh. you will fall, you will fall in love with them. I had one reviewer. I, I, I was reading what they said on on Net Galley, and and she said I love everything about this book. And um, let's see, it was it was um, this book was absolutely outstanding. The story grabbed me right from the very first page and never let me go. And she says, you know, at, at the end she says I can't. She says I love everything about it, and it's because the three women in something good. They are so different, but they come alive to you um, when you, as you see their struggles, and uh-huh. as you see, as you see what they have gone through and how they manage, how they manage to still keep standing and still keep trusting and and uh-huh. looking forward to 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 see how how God is gonna um, turn their midnight into a sweet uh sweet daylight so it is wow. it is a, it is a book that <laughs> I, I believe it's one of the best books that i have written i fell in love with with the story of something good and so i cannot wait until it is in bookstores and people are able to read it absolutely well it sounds exciting and i am a big a big lover of christian fiction and uh, romance and then the other when I can get some good stories from good authors that that really know how to write and the book is done uh, in a spirit of excellence I was checking out some of your books and reading one now and uh, I like your writing style so I'm excited about 
You're quite welcome. I'm excited about that one. I usually read my books um, electronically, so more than likely that's how I'm going to to get it. And um, I just I'm just going to believe with you because I believe that this is your season. This is your time. Um, as I was there and I was praying, and I had my whole team. We did the ones that weren't there. Uh, and then the one, the one <laughs> that was able to come with me. And uh, I was asking the Lord for divine connections because I have so much going on. And, I, and I'm not, you know, I can't, I have people around me usually that, that, that draws and, and kind of engages and things like that. So I'm like, I'm saying, Lord, okay, uh, divine connections. And uh, when I went downstairs and you stood up and as you were talking, and then when you mentioned about the workshop, uh, about the, um, something about the, the workshop, Practice of Hopeology, it's like I felt in my spirit, the Lord said, that there's your divine connection. I was like, I was like really? I was like, okay, okay, praise God. And then he went on to highlight you because we're in the process now this is the process where we're taking the nominations for our hopi awards which stands for helping others so i'm i'm wide open all of us you know wide open uh and our eyes and our ears to those that god that god points out and says okay i want this person uh to to receive it this year and that's april of 2022 when we celebrate um, the National Month of Hope, and um, and so that's what and, the Lord said to me. He said, uh, "But I'm gonna tell you um, also what is so strange is because also a part of something good is about hope in the midst of sorrow." Wow! And th- and there is um, I <laughs> I show the story of the red cardinal in the book, um, and the red cardinal symbolizes hope in the midst of sorrow. And I have that on the magnet that is being given to people who purchase it. So God has a God. Way see, of God did. I, I had no idea. I had no idea, yeah. Vanessa. That, but God, that, that is actually the story <laughs> that I'm going to be telling all year long. Hope in the midst of sorrow. And wow! Um, oh my God! Look at and I, and I'm, so, I'm, I'm blown away right now. I'm, yeah, I'm like, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> when he does it, when he does it, so you will be receiving because I've already kind of run it by uh, the the uh, uh, up the pole to the to the committee, and so you are one of the participants of a Hopi Award for April 2022 to receive an award, and that'll be the time too, which is exciting when your book will be out. So Correct. Let me let me yeah. ask you this: Is it in person or is it virtual this year, next year? Well, well, what we do because we don't have an event. We we since 2019 is when we first started giving out the Hopi Awards. Some people we we we've gone to like we went to Joel and Victoria Osteen. That was a that was a really uh, wonderful experience. Uh, that was oh, 20, I'm sure. I think that was 2019 before the pandemic. Uh, and to be able to present that to them, that was just phenomenal. Um, and then we also presented it in person to um, to another uh, dear sister and her, um, Tra- Travon Martin's mother. I, I know yeah. Travon. Yes. And so we were able to go to uh, an event that she was having in Fort Lauderdale and presented to, uh, presented to her, Sabrina, and but then others we've mailed, like we mailed to Oprah, we mailed to uh, to Michelle Obama. I was so excited. She was one of the first ones for the, that year when her book was out, um, and uh, everybody was so excited. I was excited too about the book, and uh, we mailed it to her, and we, we got a response back from her. For you, we could either mail it to you, or we could come to you and present it. Um, but what we don't, we don't have a banquet or a certain time because of the nature of all the people that we're sitting, that we give it to. If you're doing a book signing or something, and it's something that we could actually just come 
you know, or something like that, if it was some type of event, we would definitely... Oh, yeah, I will be doing a bunch of book signings um, when this book releases. So that that's in March, but um, I definitely will be doing something in April as well. And so we, we can put something together. Oh, that would be perfect because it also helps. Because what it's about is getting the word out that April is the National Month of Hope. So that's why we'll be willing to come and do something in April because now it's also getting the word out as well as you receiving the award, deservingly receiving the award, but also letting people know that April is the National Month of Hope. Hear ye, hear ye. Mothers in Crisis is celebrating 30 years of service. In honor of April, National Month of Hope, join the Balls for Hope campaign, spreading hope to frontline workers and others. Help us to give stress balls of hope to those who need hope, spreading hope around the world, one ball at a time. For more information, visit makeahopeconnection.com or call 850-222-7705. When I first gave my life to the Lord, see, I had been writing since I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea that writing was what God called me to because um, I tell people I wanted to write like Jackie Collins. I I was a kid and I had no business reading um, (laughs) Chances by Jackie Collins, but I love that book so bad. I love that um, gangster name Gino. (laughs) And so I wanted to write. Um, those type of stories and so wanting to write is what kept me from God as long as it did so I gave my life to the Lord at 26 and I remember I I went into the um, the bathroom at the church and I fell on my knees because I well because before then I kept going but Lord I I kept feeling the call of God on my life and I was and I Uh would actually be literally in a car driving and I would be like well Lord yeah I wanted to serve you but I haven't um, published any books yet, and I would and I would tell her, well, once I get these books published, I, I'll, I'll I'll serve you. So so just happenstance, I went in the church this one day, um, uh-huh. and um, and I fell on my knees, and I told the Lord, I will serve you. Show me how. And I thought. I did not think writing had anything to do with it because I felt like writing is what kept me from God. So for years, I kept asking people, I wonder what my ministry is. I wonder what my ministry is. <laughs> and so because I, I was that I was that um, woman standing, standing there wondering what my ministry was when it was the same thing God had put in me from the beginning. I've been writing uh-huh. since I was a kid. But what God needed me to understand was how he wanted me to use um, this gift of writing. And so that's why I have never sweat. I talked to other writers who have written Christian fiction and then they want to go and write something else. I've never swayed from writing uh-huh. Christian fiction. Once, once God made it clear to me, this is your ministry. And it's because... I do what I do for the glory of God. I, yeah. I I I would write if nobody was paying me because I I feel like as long as I feel like I've got something to say and that what I have to say points people back to God. And that's all I've ever wanted to do since I started writing. I still believe each one teach one and I, yeah. I want I want more people out here that that are um, delivering the word of God and that they have it in their heart to want to do this no matter what. And I just remember my agent, and I love her um, to this day for this because early on in my writing career, you know, other publishers were saying, well, okay, well, they wanted to work with me, but they didn't want me to write Christian fiction. Uh And I remember seeing the email from her. And it had not been a discussion um, uh, real heavy between her and I uh, until this. And I and I thanked her for it because it was like it was like she knew my heart and knew who she was dealing with um, right up front. And she she sent the email back to the publisher and she said, "I cannot see Vanessa writing anything that is not Christian fiction." And I said, God put me with the right person because 
she wouldn't even, she didn't even bring it to me because well and we gave up a deal because of that because I, I went with <laughs> I went with a romance publisher uh-huh. and they knew I wrote Christian fiction and so they said okay well um, they gave me a three book deal so in all three of those books I got somebody saved <laughs> 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 so, so in the next and, and, and there was no sex um, you know you know, I'm like, nope, they got to be married. And so, and so, <laughs> here come the next contract. So they was like, oh, you got us with the first contract. <laughs> so, so the next contract, when I had to write a proposal, they said, basically, we love everything about the proposal, but, but you got to take out this Jesus stuff. And, and we walked away. Yes, and I've never God. regretted that to this day because I know... I know that God called me to this, and yes. so I and so there have been some lean years mm-hmm. um, because I have not settled on this calling. But I believe that God um, will reward me for that in His yes. due time in when his He time. feels like it. So I mm-hmm. just wait on what He feels like doing. But I just know I need to stay in my place and do what He called me to do. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't blame you, and that's that's where when your faith and your your beliefs, your relationship with the Lord, is real, and it's the really the driver of your life. Then you're you're willing to do things like that because it's not about uh, the money and 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 no. all of that. It it really is about lifting Him up. And no, um, we want the money. We want the money, but we don't. I don't want, want it without Jesus. Right, like like the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and Amen. His righteousness, and then all things will be added. So it it will come. Amen. <laughs> yes, Amen. but that shouldn't be the the main thing that you're seeking. You know, the driver of of your life. So that's really refreshing to hear that. Hear you say that. Oh yeah. Now, I mean, I just believe that's the way it should be, but. I don't worry about what other people do. I just make sure that I'm doing what I believe God called me to do. Yes, and that's that's being that example. So, Vicki, we are doing a uh, uh, hope uh, campaign, Balls for Hope. Mm-hmm. And this, we are giving these stress balls of hope to those who may need hope and who are going through something. So I want you to take this stress ball of hope and I want you to squeeze it and 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 look into the camera and tell why you need hope. Hmm, God. Well, I am, uh, I have, um, I've been through a lot of grieving um, here in my life and then I have a, a few addictions that I'm trying to be delivered from. And I'm asking, uh, I definitely need hope in those areas, you know, and with my children, I definitely need some hope, you know, with my babies. And it's just, it's just being, uh, just being a mother, sister, cousin, whatever, I just need hope, Lord, just to inspire me to get better. Okay. Wow, the words can only express what, what grabbing onto this hope did for me. I mean, from the day they, they, they prayed for me, I've been looking up to the hills, which where my help come from. I was in the middle of suicide, and I grabbed hold of hope thank through them. I thank you, Jesus, for this ministry. I thank you for hope today. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Take this. Hold on to this. It won't go away. But take the ball and just share. Look into the camera and share what what this, this why you need hope and how this is going to help you to have hope. Oh, boy. I need hope because I'm just fearful. I'm afraid that my life is going to end and the pastor just told me some really, some really deep things that every time I look at this ball, I'm going to squeeze it. And I'm going to know that as long as there's breath in my body, there is hope. That's her motto now, not mine. But I've always known it. I've never forgot it. 
and I just I appreciate this Panther so much. I haven't seen you in so long. I'm gonna do it. I believe it's gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna open the book. I'm gonna do all that, all that. Amen. And I'm gonna stay uplifted and stay positive and speak good things. Spreading hope around the world, one ball at a time. For more information, visit makeahopeconnection.com or call 850-222-7705. What brings you hope, Vanessa? Mm, that is such a good question. And, you know, I don't have any dynamic answers. Jesus brings me hope. Um, and it is when I am down when I am, you know, feeling like I just don't know what to do, uh, you normally can find me um, listening to a worship song and reminding myself of just who God is and just how much he loves me. And then I um, begin to find hope in that. And, and, you know, even I would say even my writing brings me hope because um mm-hmm. I write for my readers. I want them to know about this God who loves them. And my family, of course, brings me hope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, praise God. That's wonderful. And, And when you know what brings you hope, you can always go to that place. That's right. And get what you need. And that is wonderful. Get what you need to recharge because this world... It is not always easy, and so you have to know, and you have to know where to go, um, because you're not going to have, uh, you're not going to be high on the mountaintop every day. Yes. And you just have to know um, where to go, and it's a song right now that I keep playing, and it's an older song, but it's by Brenda Waters, um, Victory. And it says, I don't know how God's going to do it. And I don't know how he's going to fix it, you know. But it's, you know, but it's just saying, you know, but you know and you believe he is going to fix it. And so I love that song for that. Because I'm like, yes, I don't know how. I don't know when. But I know he's going to do it. And And that's hope. That's hope. That's hope. Which brings me to my final question, and that is this. You attended the Practice of Hopeology presentation that I did at the CBLR. What did you receive from that presentation? Wow, okay. And I I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier. You were, and I don't remember which slide you were on because, you know, I've um, when I'm doing the retreat, there's so much going on, and my mind is going a thousand mm-hmm. different ways. But yes. there was, um, you began to talk, um, and it reminded me about because I, I was kind of beginning to doubt. Um, okay, I want to make the USA today, but Vanessa, is that really gonna happen? Uh, and I, and there was something in your speech. That reminded me, wait a minute, you are letting doubt creep in and steal your hope. And I said, I'm not going to do that anymore, Lord. I hope for this and I'm going to keep on hope. You, you, you caused me to continue to believe in a dream that I had wow. and to not and to not doubt it and it was I, I would tell you that I think that's probably the the most important thing I got out of the whole weekend because because I was beginning to let that that little doubt creep in but I said no wait a minute I don't have to do that I can continue to hope for this you know let God do the rest and I'm going to just believe it and, and and be hopeful. And so I am very hopeful of making the USA Today bestseller list. Um, wow. So thank you. <laughs> well, you are that quite welcome. That's a blessing to, to hear that. And that's the purpose. That's the whole purpose of this practice of hopeology 
to first of all help all all of us everyone to become more hopeful and then to share that hope as you're doing and as you're doing with your new book that's coming up something good it's yes. it's it, that's what it's all about it's like fire and it spreads and once we catch it then we can begin to to help others too and and then for you to be able to make the connection of something very specific and uh and that's what it's all about it's so hard we're talking about hope it is it's this intangible concept and god is giving us ways to be able to bring it to a place where we can wrap our hand our our hands our head and especially our hearts around it and apply it in our everyday life and especially those things that that he has he has put in us and i believe that's something that that god has given to you and and that it it shall come to pass he, he as he said it <laughs> amen god is god is good remember as long as there's breath in your body there is hope.